0: Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take a minute and thank you for listening to this podcast. Make sure you leave a like and a review on whatever podcast platform you're getting this from. Watch my daily radio shows live stream on rumble.com slash Casey the host. And I'm moving away from Facebook onto Telegram. So please follow me on Telegram at Casey the host. And of course, my website, which is a conservative news aggregator. You can get all of the best real news every single day. Plus my daily show prep podcast videos and more the burning truth.us and if you like knives kydex holsters pepper spray and hidden cameras make sure you do your shopping at asdefense.com enjoy the show good afternoon thank you for tuning in news talk 95.3, 3 michiana's news channel i am your host casey hendrickson do you want to thank r&b car company locations in south bend and warsaw r&b car company are your used car experts all right so let's just Let's start the show light and easy. If Whoopi Goldberg were white, she would have been fired already today. Anybody doubt me? Now, some of you don't know what happened. And because I posted about this earlier and I didn't link to any articles or anything like that, just I know that some of you haven't realized what Whoopi Goldberg did. I know that most of you don't care what Whoopi Goldberg did, nor should you really care. She's an irrelevant figure in in the grand scheme of things. Really, everybody at the View is irrelevant, um, and there it's an unwatchable show of a bunch of blithering idiots. And you shouldn't pay attention to it. However, I just wanted to point this very basic fact. First of all, what Whoopi Goldberg did could easily and has been today be considered anti-Semitic. Beyond that, Whoopi Goldberg has, she she initially kind of apologized and then she took it back. So now we're in a situation here where you have a woman who has gone on a show, which I, I think is probably still popular or else it wouldn't be on the air, right? They keep rotating hosts out and bringing new ones in. So, Uh, There's probably a lot of, you know, wine-drinking book club moms that still pay attention to these idiots. She says something that is horrendously offensive to the Jewish community. She kind of apologizes. She takes back the apology, and now she's defending her original position. And if she were a white person, she would have been fired. And as other people have posted on, on social media responding to me, if Whoopi Goldberg were even a black woman, but was a Republican or a conservative, she would have been fired. And you're probably right. Now, we're actually hearing that there's a bunch of people on staff at ABC who want her gone. So what did she do that was so egregious? Well, what Whoopi Goldberg did is she said the Holocaust was not about race. Josh, I don't know if you're a history buff. Are you a history buff? You like history? you know a lot about World War II? A little bit about World War II? Um, what was Hitler's whole Aryan thing about? Creating a master what? A master race. So, wouldn't the Holocaust be about race then? Ah. Yeah. You see, American leftists have this problem where if you don't overtly look like you're not white, then you're white. And they do this all the time, particularly to Latin Americans. South Americans, Central Americans, um, they love to pretend that they're white. How many stories have we done where somebody wasn't a white person, but leftist media ran with the narrative that it was a racist, white supremacist, white neo-Nazi? How many times have we been through this? George Zimmerman is probably the highest profile example of that. It happens frequently. It's a form of racism in and of itself. Now, Whoopi Goldberg has done just that. Whoopi Goldberg goes out there and basically says, as a black person, to me, race is what you can see. That's what an ignoramus says. That's not what somebody who is at all educated in any of this would say. Um, It is a horrendously offensive thing to say to large swaths of groups of people. But beyond that, it disqualifies her from ever having a discussion about race. This this is actually, I think, the dumbest thing that I have ever heard on the view. And there was a point in time when the view is relatively new that we track dumb things said on the view. And I think up until this point, the dumbest thing that I have ever heard on the view is Joy Behar thinking that Black Friday was racist. And, and this, is, this is right up there. I mean, this is that bad. To sit there and say the Holocaust wasn't about race is so fundamentally wrong that she should be crawling inside of an igloo for the next several months and hiding from everybody until this blows over. And nobody remembers that Whoopi Goldberg was even a part of the view. And then she comes back and it's like, oh, it's Whoopi. I remember her because nobody has any long-term memory now. I, I, don't, I don't really know what to say about this. Now, obviously, people are talking about it. People are going after Whoopi Goldberg. Whatever. Whoopi Goldberg is, is an idiot. I am old enough to remember when Whoopi Goldberg was dating Ted Danson. And there was a point in time where Whoopi Goldberg rejected the term African-American. When people would call her an African-American woman, she would correct them and go, No, I'm an American. She's not that person anymore. Whoopi Goldberg has, like all of the other lemmings, she's gone to the edge of the cliff and she has jumped off. And she is just neck deep in this nonsense in our society. So while everybody's attacking Whoopi Goldberg, fine, fair enough. She deserves it. She deserves every speck of insult that she gets today. That's not what I want to focus on. I want to focus on the undeniable fact that if Whoopi Goldberg... Were a white woman, she would have been fired. If she were a Republican in any way, shape, or form, she would have been fired. If she were a liberal who wasn't crazy but entertained the other side like Joe Rogan, she would have been fired. And every single one of us know it. Every single solitary one of us knows that that is an absolute truth. And anybody out there in this audience who is denying that you are lying to yourself or you are hopped up on some kind of dope and you are just in a world of your own because everybody knows that if a white person who wasn't on the extreme left had come out and said the Holocaust wasn't about race, they would have been canceled for anti-Semitic comments. The moment it came out of their mouth, they probably wouldn't have even finished out the show. They would have gone to commercial break. You would have come back. That person would have been removed from the set And you would have already had a statement out on social media that this person no longer works for that program. Period. End of story. Now, of course, uh, there are Holocaust survivors that are now reaching out to The View and saying, yeah, you should probably bring us on and, and have a conversation about this. We are hearing that ABC staffers are outraged by this. And that they want Whoopi Goldberg gone. I don't know if this is accurate, but I figure I'll just give you the story anyway out of the Daily Mail. This is the Daily Mail exclusive. Why is there one rule for Whoopi and another for everyone else? Staffers fury at ABC's anti-Semitic blind spot for not firing Goldberg over her claim that the Holocaust wasn't racist as hashtag fire Whoopi spreads. That's... That's a very good question. You've heard me say for many years now that the left in this country has an anti-Semitic problem. This is another example of that. Now, Whoopi Goldberg is out there going, no, 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 I'm I'm not being anti-Semitic. It's just that, you know, as a black person, race means what I can see. Well, that's not what race is. And only a shallow individual who has no business discussing racial issues would ever say something so fundamentally wrong. ABC News staffers are furious at the network for not firing Whoopi Goldberg after she claimed that the Holocaust wasn't about race, with some accusing the network of having an anti-Semitic blind spot. Whoopi, who is 66 years old, made a controversial comment on The View on Monday. She referred to Jews and Nazis as two groups of white people. Now, if you do not understand the history, not just globally, but within the United States about Jewish people being considered white, again, this is an issue that you should not be discussing. For those of you who don't know, for a very long time, Jewish people were not considered white in the United States of America. They were only considered white, like Asians now, Josh, they were only considered white when they became successful. Isn't it weird how that keeps happening? Oppressed minority groups who don't let the previous issues with their group of people affect their future success, they then become pillars of success in our society. Suddenly, automagically, higher academia makes them white. Isn't it weird how that keeps happening, Josh? That's strange. Just a friendly reminder to all of my my Asian listeners out there, welcome to the white race. As the various... Colleges and universities and professors and everything else now count you among white people. So thank you for adding to our success and uh, and erasing yourselves uh, for our benefit. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Your sacrifice is duly noted. Her remarks sparked immediate international backlash with everyone from the Israeli consular general in New York to the Auschwitz Memorial and the Anti-Defamation League taking offense. Guys, the Anti-Defamation League licks the boot Of every liberal Democrat in the United States of America. The fact that they are upset tells you how bad this is. If you don't understand why this is a big deal, it is because you are historically ignorant of all of this. And that's okay. I'm not chastising you for it. There's nothing wrong with going, why was this so bad? Because I'm explaining it to you. In the limited amount of time that I have, anyway. You've got Israeli government officials, Josh. Uh, Israel's a Jewish nation. Israeli government officials furious. Auschwitz. Hey, Josh. Auschwitz was a concentration camp that the Nazis used to kill the the uh, the non-race of Jewish people that were there. Just uh, just letting you know in case you, you you didn't know. I think he knew, but you know I, I want to make sure that people know what Auschwitz is. On Tuesday, she made an on-air apology, then interviewed the CEO of the anti-defamation League before moving on to other topics with her co So she brings on a friendly ally in the ADL, issues a little apology, but then she starts going on the night shows, talking about the controversy. What does she do? Goes right back. They're white people. <laughs> her apology lit up with a match and thrown in the dumpster. How many stories... I'm speaking directly to Jewish Democrats here. How many stories... About left-wing activists, politicians, celebrities, what have you. How many stories about them insulting your people do I have to give you? Do other people have to give you? Before you realize you're just a small voting block to them and you're a part of the donor class and that's all they care about. They don't care about your people. I I don't know what else it takes. How many examples of them being anti-Semitic or excusing anti-Semitism or openly promoting it on college campuses and then defending it when people ask for them to correct the behavior? How me, how much of that has to happen before you start to realize they're not your political allies? And I'm going to say this: I mean, there's there's fine people that work everywhere. Um, at all networks. And I've, I've told you before, I know some of you don't like a lot of the local television news stations, but I know a lot of people at the local television news stations that um, their on air content doesn't reflect what the, the rank and file in those buildings believe. This is the employees at ABC who are upset about this deserve some credit because they're making a big enough stink about it within their own company that the news media has picked up on it. And they're right. If Whoopi Goldberg were a white woman, she would have been fired this morning. She would have been fired yesterday. Probably wouldn't have even made it out of the show. You want to call about this? We'll take your phone calls. Glass Doctor, Velcart, and St. Joseph County. Phone lines 574 2595 You can watch the new live stream at theburningtruth.us. Click on the live stream. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Well, we know the Elkhart community is closed. I just got word that Middlebury closed. I I assume that there are other school districts that have already closed for tomorrow. And we've had some businesses calling, too, trying to get word out that, uh, you know, today and tomorrow that they're going to be closed. So people who uh, want to avoid going out in that weather. And there's a good question on the live stream before we head back to the Whoopi Goldberg thing is, you know, why are they closing schools now when nothing has actually happened yet? Uh, it's a good question. It's easier to do it now. Uh, we have the e-learning thing kind of in place. So what they do is they close the schools. They turn it into an e-learning day, but they let everybody know the night before so nobody has to scramble in the morning. Just makes it a little bit easier. Um, we were just talking about this today. My wife and I is like, kids are not... And I think we talked about it on the show too. Kids are not going to know what a snow day is anymore because that's like impossible now. There is no snow day. now. you just... You still got to show up. <laughs> you still got to do your work. <laughs> now, what I do think will happen, though, is teachers will probably take more teacher days. And so the kids will probably get those days off and that sort of thing. But uh, but it's just easier to do it now. And since everybody is technically probably going to be in school tomorrow anyway, I don't want to say everybody. But I know that a lot of schools are just going to an e-learning day. Uh, school will still be in session. They just won't actually be leaving the house and going to the building. All right. Uh, we were just talking about Whoopi Goldberg, and uh, you know everybody's mad at her, and, and I think that people have a right to be mad at her. Uh, she's apologized somewhat, kind of walked back the apology a little bit. I guess she's got some social media posts on Twitter now trying to apologize, but uh, there's apparently a bunch of people at ABC who are furious about this. Now, you keep in mind, ABC has a history with this type of stuff and firing people for far less than what Whoopi did. So there's some questions going, why is it that Whoopi Goldberg – hasn't been fired. And I just pointed out the simple fact that if Whoopi Goldberg were a white woman, she would have been fired. She probably wouldn't have finished out the show yesterday when she said this. And and I think that we all pretty much know that. Anyway, to the phone lines we go. We have Michael. Welcome to the program.
1: Hi. Thanks a lot for uh, having me on.
0: Sure. What's on your mind?
1: Well, Whoopi Goldberg, I'm not a big fan of Whoopi Goldberg, but she said that this was and, they, you know, she was trying to point out the, the man's inhumanity against man. That's, those are her words. Mm-hmm. And, uh,
0: yeah, that was know, part of what she said, yes.
1: For some reason or another, they just turned the Jewish religion into a race. And uh, not quite sure why that would happen. Uh, it's always been a religion. It's not a race. I mean, uh, or, They're animals both. Be, or animals could be
0: yeah, Jewish if you wanted to. But Jewish people are both. What? The, the Jewish people can be both. You can be a convert to Judaism and not be, you know, a an, an et, you know basically an ethnic Jew, if you will. Right. But, but a, you can be both.
1: Because it's, a religion, because it's a religion. You know, I can't, contrary to what people are saying now, I can't claim to be black. Because I believe in what the black people say, so I can't be Jewish uh, you
0: know there's a what you're not what you're not understanding is that there yes you're correct there is a religious component, but there is also a racial component to Judaism as well so there are racial Jews no,
1: it's not Judaism is made up of a bunch of racists
0: you're not you're not. I understand what you're saying. I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. Maybe I'm probably, I'm probably not being clear. Uh, throughout human history, from the descendants of the Israelites, the Jewish people are a, a race of people. Yes, there's a religious component to that. Yes, you cannot be a racial Jew and still be Jewish. That is correct. You are correct about that.
1: Claims but, that. Their religion says that they're the chosen people. That may, that's a religion. It's not a race.
0: Right, but you're trying to erase an entire race of people
1: well the only reason they they're considered separate is because they kept themselves separate by choice
0: no that's by
1: their religion it's
0: not the historical context of it it's I, I read up on it i understand why it's a confusing question uh, i had that question actually when i was younger uh, I, I wish i had more time to go into it Re, read I up can't. on it you're no, missing no, half no, of the component no. here michael that's the thing missing a whole half of it um there is a absolute 100% racial component to Jewish people. Yes, there is the Jewish faith, and people often confuse the two of them. Uh, Kelly, welcome to the program.
2: Hi, 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 there. hi. Hey, I hope that I'm not flipping the script on you a little bit, but yeah. you answered a $10,000 question for me, and I, I called your uh, call screener, and uh-huh. I asked him, and he said, I think so, but it's a good question. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it. Okay. Okay. So my question is: I think you said real casually talking about our local news personalities. Mm. I think you said something like they really don't necessarily uh, follow or believe what they actually report to us on a daily basis. I think you said. I know a lot of them are really good people, and they don't really, you know, really support the stuff that Mm -hmm. they're reporting on the news. Am I correct?
0: Okay. Did you say that? You got part of it right. What I was saying is that the on-air product doesn't always reflect what the rank and file at the agency believes. So, in other words, I know a lot of people at the television news agencies that work there. I'm not not alluding to anybody on-air, okay, but that work there. And they have very different beliefs than the on-air product. Makes sense. Okay. So and me
2: and my husband, we we just watched our local news now for for years. Okay. Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. And and just the stuff that they continue to put out, mm-hmm. and we've often wondered: Do they believe this? Or are they just you know? Are they just peddling it? Because they're told by, say Sinclair or whoever owns them, mm-hmm. and 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 you know, does it does it actually disturb them that they have to continue to put out all of this falsehood, even if they don't internally agree with it? That was that was my point, and that's that's sure. all you said.
0: Um, yeah, and. I can't directly speak to anybody who is on air in the anchor chair now because a lot of them have changed. But in the past, that has happened locally, where they have put out a product that was written for them that said some things that they probably didn't agree with. Uh, Without naming names, I can tell you that I was in the room with a particular weather person who is still here in this market. And at that point in time, that person said that they did not believe in man-made global warming. And that it was a, an absurd notion, and right. that person no longer seems to think that way. All right. So whether their opinion okay. changed or, you know, whatever, I don't know. All right. Yeah. But That's, but there are good people who work at the various media agencies who don't necessarily believe what is going out on in the product. I can't speak for anybody in the anchor chair, though.
2: Right.
0: Makes right. sense? So that,
2: yeah, that just it totally... It totally caught my attention. Ca- caught your attention. <laughs> and...
0: oh, Spidey oh, sense yeah. went up. There you go. Hey, I got to run, right. but Kelly, thank you so much for Wait. the call. All right. <laughs> MNC News Time is 336. Valentine's Day is coming up. Guys, get your special lady something. Something special. did impress jewelry creations. I can't get on train of thought today, man. I just can't do it. It's one of those days. One of those days. <laughs> I keep trying, man. It's not working. I keep trying. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, we were late in the last segment. Apologies. We we didn't actually notice the uh, the time we were taking phone calls, but I just want to take uh, a minute here just so we're not turning you right around into a commercial break. Uh, it is finally official. Some of you are asking why I didn't talk about it yesterday. And the reason I didn't talk about it yesterday is because it wasn't official. It was just a rumor that only ESPN had, but today it's official. Tom Brady is retiring. Um, it's There's a few names that you can put in there for GOAT status, but I think if everybody's honest with themselves, it's – here's the thing. Josh, I think he proved it when he went to the Buccaneers because a lot of people thought he was just a system guy. But he went to the Buccaneers, and he still performed great. Tom Brady probably the greatest of all time. What do you think? you think he's the greatest of all time there's a lot of people out there be like ah you know it's i think that there is an argument to be made that he played amazing in a league that didn't allow quarterbacks and receivers to get hit and, and played properly i think that there's an argument to be made for like a montana and stuff stuff, stuff like that um but collectively his work ethic, his ability to dissect systems and and defenses, his ability to read defenses, I, I've never seen anybody better. I've never seen anybody better than Tom Brady, and that includes Joe Montana and all those guys. People forget, Joe Montana threw a ton of interceptions, man. Steve Young, same thing. Great quarterbacks. I'm not taking anything away from them. They played in a different league where the defense was allowed to actually play against the ball. But, <laughs> but I don't think there's any doubt that Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. I really don't think so. So, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's getting out at 44 years old, doesn't look a day over 16, and uh, Tom Brady's going to, I don't know, you think he's going to do any commentating? Or you think he's just going to hang back? He's going to go big. money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's going to have products and other stuff, but I don't know if he's going to do any commentating. So Tom Brady did make it official today after 22 seasons. He is officially retiring. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. The uh, the debate about quarterbacks continued, but it, it, it is hard to judge them by different eras. It really is. I've told everybody before, I really, if if there weren't bounties and things like that with Jim McMahon, I think that he would have been one of the greatest of all time. Uh, you go back and you watch Jim McMahon play, particularly after he left Chicago, and you will see one of the best quarterbacks pure throwers that you have ever seen in, in all of football history. But, you know, injuries and just the, uh, the style of play at the time were just something that plagued him his entire career. But uh, would a Joe Montana and Steve Young thrive in the current era? Yeah, 100%. But it's hard to judge that. But there's no doubt that Tom Brady, his work ethic, his ability to read defenses is something that I just haven't seen. There are people who showed brilliance regularly throughout their career, Josh. I don't think I've ever seen anybody do it almost every single play, though, quite like Tom Brady has. And it, it just he always seemed to know what the defense was was going to do, even if the play didn't go their way because of uh, just being outplayed. But it's just uh, you know he's he's look football got worse today, and I know a lot of you have turned off the NFL for various reasons, and I can appreciate that. But I think we can all appreciate what Tom Brady has done for the league. Uh, the Indiana House has backed GOP bill tightening mail in voting rules. Talk this one up to shock and surprise. The Indiana House approved along party lines on Monday a Republican-backed proposal that would require voters to request mail-in ballots to swear under the possible penalty of perjury that they won't be able to vote in person at any time during the 28 days before Election Day. Does that seem unreasonable to anybody? If you're going to vote by mail you've just got to swear under penalty of perjury that you wouldn't be able to vote in person for these 28 days. That's it. You have 28 days to vote in person. If that's impossible because you're out of the country, you're disabled or whatever, then, then we'll give you a mail-in ballot. You just have to swear it under penalty of perjury. That's it. Does that seem unreasonable, Josh? This is not, it's not hard for somebody to find a time to vote in 28 days. Okay. now, The fact that there were still 28 people who voted against this because they think that's unreasonable tells you really everything you need to know. House members voted 66 to 28 in favor of the bill that supporters maintain is aimed at encouraging people to cast ballots in person during Indiana's early voting period. Democrats and voting rights activists argue that it would discourage people from selecting their most convenient way of voting. How? How would this discourage people from selecting their most convenient way of voting. How about voting shouldn't be overly convenient? How about that? We already let blithering idiots cast their ballot. People who don't know what somebody said, people who don't know the history of particular candidates, people who don't have any civics knowledge whatsoever, we still let them vote. It doesn't really get much easier than you have 28 days to find a place to go vote. If you can't find a place to vote in 28 days, I'm sorry, you don't deserve to vote. It ain't that hard. You got 28 days. So common sense, all you have to do is is swear that hey, look, you know, in 28 days you're not going to be able to go, go vote in person. If you can, you know, do that, then we'll give you a mail mail-in ballot and you can go ahead and mail it in and uh, everything is taken care of. So not that unreasonable if you ask me. All right, don't forget, check out the new live stream. You go to theburningtruth.us. Just click on live stream to watch the new live stream there, engage in the chat. You can also watch on Rumble if you want, uh, but the uh, primary primary interaction is happening on my website at theburningtruth.us where you get the daily show prep, the podcast, and everything else. More coming up, ninety 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. ninety 95.3 Michiana's news channel. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw? R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. A uh, lot of school closures already kind of coming through. I know Middlebury, Elkhart, I've heard more, but I haven't officially confirmed them. Uh, we've had businesses contacting us that will be on uh, the morning show tomorrow as they're being closed. Excuse me, they're being closed, some doctor's offices and things like that. Is that what you had? Did you have a, like, a doctor's office or, uh, physical, therapy or physical therapy? Physical therapy place? Yeah. Do you have their name? Uh, Indiana Physical Therapy. Indiana Physical Therapy yeah, is closing? They close, haven't yeah. yet, but they're monitoring it. Okay, so, but so they're asking if they could yeah. tell everybody. All right, so, so they haven't closed yet, but there's a lot of places that are doing it. Um, yeah, the storm hasn't hit yet. You're 100% right, but here's what I can tell you. The temperature dropped like 30 degrees within the span of an hour and a half earlier today at my house so it's dramatically turning and you know if it ends up being this you know 12 some odd inches for most of the listening area then everybody will have been prepared if it doesn't end up then yeah okay it'll be another time that the meteorologists got it wrong which they get it wrong quite a bit but at least you know we have the uh, the ability with the schools to do e-learning and you don't have to worry about it all that much and that's why a lot of schools are doing it today and they're closing for tomorrow they'll probably close for thursday too I'm not definitively saying that. I'm just saying keep an eye on it just in case, because Thursday, I think, is supposed to be the worst day, isn't it, Josh? Thursday is supposed to be the worst day, and they're already closing down for Wednesday. So by the end of Thursday, various estimates, (laughs) I think the highest was like 15 inches that I saw. So they don't know, but it looks like it's going to be bad, but we've also been told that before where nothing came, and we've been told before that it'll be like, oh, it's like 6, and then it ends up being like 12. So. Better just to take the precautions, be prepared. A lot of people are out there shopping for you, you know, the uh, the weird milk and bread hoarding thing that they do. I, I still don't entirely understand all of that, Josh. That still doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but all right, y'all do you. It's... <laughs> you all do you. It's... <laughs> Uh, so just be careful and and be prepared for all sorts of things to be closed over the next couple of days. And stay tuned to Michiana's Morning News. They'll have all those closures and, and anything else uh, that might be happening tomorrow. And I'm sure the businesses will be calling and letting people know that they will not be providing their services there. And, of course, the Michiana's Morning News will get that out on the air as well. All right, so there is a new study. Yesterday I told you about a study out of Japan that was done by a conglomerate there about ivermectin and that study had found that ivermectin was extremely effective against omicron another study was published which also indicates that ivermectin worked well as a prophylactic against covid and it was used in mass now we are talking about large doses of this in brazil brazil has been very active in looking at alternative ways to deal with covid part of that is the size of the country uh, part of that is that the country's not a rich country, and there's a lot of poverty there. So they were trying to figure out ways of of dealing with COVID, kind of like India was doing. And India had tremendous success with the mystery packet that they were sending out with various things in it. Uh, there are some doctors out of India that have reported that it was ivermectin. I don't think that the government of India has ever officially confirmed, confirmed that they used ivermectin in that packet, though. Uh, one of the largest provinces there happens to be really, really poverty-stricken. The government just handed out a care package and it had stuff in it for you to take. They didn't tell anybody what it was because you can do that in India, Josh. They don't have to tell you what to, the government could just tell you to take something. You have to take it. And, <laughs> and so people were taking it. There were some doctors in India who were saying, yes, this is this is ivermectin. This is what this is. Uh, but I don't think the government ever confirmed it. I could be wrong about that. So it worked really well. Whatever they were using was over the counter, was totally safe and it was working very well. Reduced infections there. Now, what is interesting about this Brazilian study, it was launched in the city of, and I'm going to butcher this, uh, I I to J, I I to J, I know I butchered that. I I don't speak Portuguese. I apologize. So they used it in this city. They gave ivermectin to anybody in the city who wanted it. So if anybody wanted it at all, it's totally voluntary. There was no compulsory aspect to it. And researchers found that the program, which had over 100,000 people, participate. Now, who are you going to believe? Dr. Fauci, you didn't do any clinical studies and took his data from a small lab sample of like five people. Or are you going to believe a massive study that involved 100, 100,000 subjects? Exactly. You already know the answer to that if you're not a moron. Okay, So 100,000 people participated in this. And here's what the study found. Are you ready? Josh, you ready for this? 44% drop in COVID cases. Any, any. Would anybody be happy with a 44% drop in COVID cases? Josh, I would. Would Would you be happy with that? I, I would, I would love to get to a point where. less people were getting COVID because they were taking something that was an effective prophylactic, especially when that effective prophylactic is safe for them to use and cheap. It saved taxpayers a ton of money. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Approximately 3.7% of ivermectin users in this study contracted the illness during the trial period. Now, that is compared to 6.6% of the residents who did not take the drug. This is in the exact same city. The program was also associated with a statistically significant decrease in hospitalizations and mortality. A peer reviewed study. For those of you who don't know, it's, you know, peer review is the first benchmark that you have to meet before anything should be taken serious in science. And yet all of these scientists keep giving you stuff that's not peer reviewed and telling you it's gospel. So, anyway, a peer-reviewed study that was published in, uh, is it Curious or Surius, C-U-R-E-U-S, on January 15th. Quote, Ivermectin must be considered as an option, particularly during outbreaks. As one of the study's authors and the founding member of the FLCCC uh, told that to the uh, the Epic Times in an email. And, of course, the FLCCC focuses on early treatment of COVID-19. Um, and these doctors have had tremendous success with their own regimens uh, treating COVID, and nobody wants to acknowledge their success far outpaces the established treatment options. You know what the established treatment options for COVID are, Josh? Do you have any idea what the established treatment? Option- what did they give you? What did you get? Oh, you never officially had it. You just had it. We knew. We knew. We know. We know he had it, but. But nobody went to the hospital or anything like that. You did. What did they give you? No, no, no. I'm talking. No, I'm talking about recently. Nothing. Okay. All right. Just, I was just curious because here's what here's what everybody I know who ends up with COVID and, and goes into the, the hospital just as a precaution, not because they're dying, but as a precaution. Here's what they get. They get sent home with a. I think it's a Tylenol. I don't think it's aspirin. I think it's I think it's Tylenol. And then they get sent home. Um we don't have any evidence that that works at all, so why are we why are hospitals giving that to people? There is no data that that actually works, so why are they giving that to people? we have data that hydroxychloroquine stack works ivermectin works we have data that those work so why aren't the hospitals handing that out shouldn't that be a question that people are asking right now, Josh, especially when you've got 100,000 people in a city in Brazil, there's a 44% reduction in COVID cases because of it? Wouldn't that be something to look at? There is no treatment for COVID right now. That's the point. Not officially recognized by the American government. There's no treatment. So why not give people an option with a treatment regimen that has proven successful all over the world? You know the answer. I know that most of you, you know the answer to that. You, You already know. Your dollar signs are going up. You understand what we're talking about. Um, But there's still some people out there who genuinely haven't really dove into this, and they're still wondering why it is that people keep talking about ivermectin. CBS News ran a whole segment yesterday, my, my former professional alma mater. CBS News ran a whole segment yesterday on how Joe Rogan was getting people killed by talking about ivermectin. Name one person who's died from ivermectin. Name one. You can't. I can name people because it's been in these studies who have died because ivermectin didn't work, but they didn't die from ivermectin. They died from COVID. Ivermectin didn't kill them. Somebody needs to tell Neil Cavuto that about hydroxychloroquine because Neil Cavuto lied to his entire audience about that. So anyway, um, doctor said the lack of reporting on the study, despite it being peer reviewed, highlights some, how some scientific developments are ignored by many media outlets and scientists. You would think that this would lead major headlines everywhere and yet nothing. And this is not new, this censorship of this highly effective science and evidence around repurposed drugs, the censoring of it. It's not new. It's just getting more and more absurd and it has to stop, he said. Now, here's the thing. Um, A lot of what Joe Rogan has done is talked about the virus in and of itself, possible treatments that are available, that sort of thing, but the media chose to focus on him taking ivermectin, but he, he took a bunch of stuff. He did the monoclonal antibodies and he did a bunch of different things. And he never said that ivermectin was the thing that, that kept him from being overly sick. Joe Rogan never said that. He just talked about taking it. And because he mentioned the word ivermectin, the news media lost their collective minds. And yet all of these so-called doctors out there who have never looked at the research or the data on this, never, if you have a doctor in your sphere of influence, whether it's your doctor, a friend, a family member, and they go, we don't have any studies showing that it works, that person is either a liar or lazy and should not believe a single thing that they said. And I've already proven this to you over and over and over again. I've given you the peer-reviewed studies on it. I've given you the, the randomized controlled trials on it, which are the gold standard in scientific research. they There are dozens of them that were like over 66 the last time I looked, we've added two this week. Anybody who says that is straight up wrong. There's no other way to say it. And you have to start asking yourself, at what point in time do we start to question why it is that they are unwilling to look at the data? And if they have looked at the data, why are they unwilling to tell the truth about it? I'm going to let you come to your own conclusions about that, but the reality of the situation is this stuff works. And it has worked everywhere that it has been used in the world. And this week, we're on Tuesday. This week, we've got two, two studies, two big ones, that show that ivermectin works, including one that involved 100,000 people. And why is a massive study of 100,000 people, which proves all of the Joe Rogan detractors wrong, why is that supposed to be balanced with some lying, nonsensical idiot who is going to come on to Joe Rogan's show and provide, air quote, balance, according to Joe Rogan and Spotify? Spotify is going to be putting this, uh, this misinformation warning on anything that discusses this stuff. Why? What's the misinformation about a 100,000-person study, just the latest of nearly 70 of these things? Why is that misinformation but somebody who says ivermectin doesn't work and can't point to a single clinical trial where that shows that. Why why is that? Why is one considered misinformation when there's all of the evidence on its side, and the other one is not considered misinformation when it has no evidence whatsoever? It's been the story of the pandemic, hasn't it? More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Machina's News Channel. you know, that that Japanese story that we told everybody about, uh, they're all trying to air quote, fact check it. And so when people read the headlines, right, they'll they'll see headlines that go, oh, Reuters uh, oversold the Ivermectin Omicron study. Ah." So here's, here's one from the Washington Post. Reuters botches article on Ivermectin and Omicron. No, a Japanese company did not find that Ivermectin was effective against the Omicron variant in a clinical trial. Instead, what they found is that ivermectin carried an antiviral effect against Omicron and other coronavirus variants in a joint non-clinical, uh, joint non-clinical research. Of course, the, we, the story we gave you yesterday was non-clinical. We told you that. Uh, so it's a <laughs> so it carries an antiviral effect, but it's not effective. Wordplay, ladies and gentlemen, the wordplay to scam you is, is an, an incredible. John, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hey, nice to talk to you. What's up, man?
3: I have so much to say. This is, this is such a big issue. This is probably the biggest thing that's ever happened in my lifetime, and I'm 65 years old. Uh, <clears throat> I would say this, that first of all, when you look at all of this and what's happening, follow the money. It's all about the money. And unfortunately, what it's impinging on is our freedom of speech, which is our first and foremost right under the Constitution is this right of free speech, and we're losing that because there's big money in drugs like Remdesivir, in Moderna and Pfizer and J and J vaccines. Uh I am a biologist. I have a master's degree in biology from the University of Missouri, Kansas City School. And uh <clears throat> I'm not un uh, I'm not unaware of how uh scientific studies are done. One of the things that we did uh in, in my master's work was to critique studies to find out how useful the information is. And probably about 50% of all studies, you name them, have fatal flaws that make the data irrelevant. So that happens to those on the right who, you know, I'm one of those, those on the left. It happens to those that are pro or against whatever. So you have to look at everything with a certain degree of common sense. Mm -hmm. And there are so many physicians who have been blackballed, not just in this nation, but around the world, because they've found ways to effectively treat their patients and do it on the cheap.
0: And they did and, it early on and in the field, face to face, and they were told by people yes. who have not seen any patients that they were wrong. Yes. It's incredible.
3: You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, What has One of the things that has happened here... Quickly, please. It, there used to be this, and I can explain some of the economics of this, if you would allow me the time.
0: I, I only uh, have about a minute. I hate to cut you short, but. Understood. Understood.
3: Well, let me point out one thing then real quick, and that is this. Most doctors who come out of medical school are deeply in debt and they want to work for a hospital or a system that will provide them with a, a guaranteed income. Yep. Years, years ago, that's not what happened. So these people are all working for an employer, usually a hospital. It is hospital administrators who set policy that doctors now have to follow. Yes, they're not allowed to think for themselves. They're not allowed to act on themselves. They follow flow charts of what they're supposed to do with a given set of circumstances.
0: And that's that's an excellent point. I I, I will extrapolate yeah. a little bit on that when I get back. I'm sorry, I'm just on a hard break, man. I gotta I gotta run. Understood. Maybe call Understood. back Friday. I would love to spend more time with you.
4: Okay, then. All is right, John.
0: All right, thank you, John. Appreciate it. We got uh, we got more yeah. coming up. MNC News time is 431. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations. Perfect place for you to get that Valentine's gift for that someone special. ImpressJewelers.com. You know, one of the things that I will be able to do more in the future when the second show launches is I'll be able to do some long-form stuff with callers like the last one. So I'm not rushing them off the air. You know, it's... He sounded like he had a lot of really important information to say, but unfortunately, we only had a couple of minutes to spend with him. It's you know you need to spend more time with somebody like that. So hopefully, John, I believe is his name, will call back on Friday during open lines and we'll be able to spend some time with him. In the meantime, five seven four twenty five ninety five ninety five three. That is two five nine five nine five three. Josh is desperately trying to get me a a copyright strike by, by playing the music. (laughs) He he was working on something and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to, so I had guess how many copyright strikes I had from yesterday's live stream on YouTube Four. told you it was going to happen, man. Told you never fails. I stream one time to YouTube. They send out no notifications that I do it. I'm debating something. Cause right obviously I don't care about YouTube. I'm I'm dedicated to my own website, theburningtruth.us, where you can watch the live stream or rumble where you can watch the reruns of the live stream if you want. Uh, but there's a part of me that really wants to start a new YouTube channel and like play by their rules and see what happens. Like, would it grow? Not saying certain words, not doing certain things, like would they allow it to grow since they already censor the snot out of it? I just there's a part of me that just wonders, would that work? I don't know. In a world where YouTube doesn't censor people. Good Lord. At least we have rumble. All right. Uh, back to the phone lines. Elton, welcome, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing, Casey? Hanging in there, man. What's up?
4: All right. Long time no see anyway. I, I love the riding course we did together. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. That, Elton. Yes, gotcha. Sir. Yes, sir. Um yeah the thing about ivermectin brother um I work with amish i'm I'm not as educated as John, but uh I'm just a truck driver, and the Amish have been using ivermectin for generations, and my mom was sick, and I heard about it through my Mennonite and Amish friends, and I went and got the apple flavored horse paste. I give her her correct dose for her body weight. And in two hours, her lungs were filling up. She was coughing. She couldn't breathe. In two hours, she said she wanted to play in the snow. Wow. It, it worked that good for her. And they say it's anywhere from two hours to 48 hours on the first dose. Then three days later, you take another dose. Then one week later, you take another dose, and you're better. And I have personally seen it work with dozens of people.
0: Well, this is, you know, this is what's so interesting about this. And by the way, there are medical doctors who will guide you on how to use this. I would I would refer to them. Um, And and then you can get, you know, for anybody who's out there is like, oh, you're pushing horse paste. There are medical doctors that will guide you in how to properly use it. Um, The other thing is, is that, you know, when I took the hydroxychloroquine stack, nobody really knew about ivermectin at that point in time. It was out there, but we didn't have a lot of data on it. They were only really studying hydroxychloroquine. And I took the stack, the full stack. My doctor was kind enough to get it for me. And it, it was, like you are saying, about two hours later, I was good. It was that fast. I was able to get some sleep. Uh, the next morning, I did have some nausea, which is somewhat common when you have it with an empty stomach, which is what I did. Um, and yeah. so, I, you know, I was nauseous that morning for like, you know, 20 minutes, and then it went away, and I was fine. But... I was not able to sleep for nearly three days because of the hot and cold flashes that I was getting, and I could not get rest, which obviously your body needs when you're trying to fight something like that. Hydroxychloroquine the thing that made that work, and, and ivermectin is supposed to work a lot better.
4: My mom couldn't sleep for a week. She couldn't eat a week and a half, and uh, I mean, she called me up in the morning, and I couldn't hardly understand what she was saying. She's 66 years old, and so I was concerned, you know? And sure. uh, all the Mennonites and Amish were talking about it. So I stopped at the local farm supply, and I, I bought the stuff that had no additives in it, just the straight ivermectin, because there's different types. you got to pay attention to what you're doing.
0: Right. And I
4: followed the directions and how the others had advised me to do, and it turned out good
0: for mom. Well, I'm glad it worked out well for them. And, you know, it's the fact that people are pretending that there isn't any data on this is preposterous and criminal, if you ask me. There's going to be a lot of people are going to be sued. Criminal. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be sued uh, because of this. Money. A lot of
4: people with a lot of blood on their hands just for money. It, it's it's really sad.
0: Well, I'm, I'll tell you what, man. I am hoping since this uh, you know COVID thing is subsiding, I'm hoping that we can finally get back to where we start to do some rides here, uh, where I bring a bunch of listeners. And we just do some rides. So hopefully you'll be on one of those.
4: Hey, I'll be looking forward to it, brother.
0: All right, man. Be safe out there. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Later, Casey. Take care. Yeah, we took the uh, the rider course together, which we did a couple of riding courses with listener classes. And and I was a part of one of them to get my my motorcycle license. But then I was, you know, a, I guess a special guest. Can I call myself a special guest? Josh, that seems weird. There was uh, somebody who, who sent a message to me on Facebook, which I don't really read them all that much. But I did go through a couple of people were like, hey, I sent you something on Facebook. So I was I was reading them. And people don't realize the ego thing is a shtick that I'm poking fun at stuff. And so they think that I really have an ego if they're new listeners, and they kind of freak out about it. And and so I'm like, welcome to the show. You must be new here. <laughs> uh, Fauci knew about the virus lab origin from a secret teleconference and then pushed the alternative narrative. You've heard this before, but more evidence is coming out that this happened. Uh, Dr. Fauci was told in a secret teleconference that the CCP virus had very likely leaked from a laboratory in China, yet still pushed the alternative narrative that it originated naturally, according to new evidence. Now, these are additional emails compacted on the other emails that were released a couple of weeks ago, which showed that the lab leak theory was the original theory that the NIH and everybody were, were you know, assuming happened. And then they decided, and I'm I'm quoting here: they decided that it would be bad for science if the lab leak theory got out in in, in the public. So Fauci went out there and said it was naturally occurring. There's nothing in the data that suggests that this came from a lab at all. That was all a lie. Everybody knew it was a lie. I told you in December of 20, gosh, is it 2020 or 2019 when this all happened? I don't even remember. I've been dealing with this garbage for so long. Back when it first started in December, when I started telling you about this thing that was happening in China, you guys kept telling me to shut up about it, um, that, there was something that smelled then. And that's only because I knew of the Wuhan lab. And I'm looking at them going, that's their military lab over there. This doesn't seem right. They're hiding stuff. It seems like this very well came out of that lab. Um, and most of you at that point in time are just like, who cares, Casey? It's just another you know, virus out of China. And then I, there was something about it that just stuck with me because of where it came from. So Dr. Fauci comes out and says it would be bad for science if, we found out, if people found out that it came out from the lab, so we're going to tell everybody it's naturally occurring and everything else. That was all designed because if people assume that you're funding a lab and dangerous stuff gets out of the lab and people find that to be risky behavior, they're not going to support tax dollars being used for it. That's what, what he meant by bad for science, and that's why they went out with this lie. Um, all of the evidence points to this being a lab leak now. Anybody who thinks that it wasn't a lab leak is the conspiracy theorist. I've been saying that from the very beginning of it. Uh, Most of the people who were the faces of the discredit the lab leak theory, most of those people had personal relationships with the scientists at Wuhan or had a financial interest in the science that was happening at Wuhan. They were not impartial, neutral third parties. They were people who were directly, directly impacted by that story, and so they continued to cover it up. Well, now more of these emails are coming out. I feel like it's been a while since I've mentioned this, so I'm going to mention it again before I take this next break. Do you remember the leaked documents we got from the Chinese government well over a year ago where the Chinese government themselves, in a meeting with their dictator, President Winnie the Flew, They told him that they thought it was leaked out of that lab. So that's what the Chinese government told their dictator. This came out of our lab. That's where most of the evidence is pointing. It doesn't appear to have come from from a foreigner, and it doesn't appear to have naturally occurred. Those were documents that got leaked. They got smuggled out of China, and they were released everywhere in the public. And that story got squashed. So even the Chinese government, from very early on, was saying that this came out of their lab. They just hit it from the rest of the world. Fauci and everybody else hit it for the rest of the world. It's a bunch of nonsense. We got more coming up. News Talk ninety five three. News Channel. And good afternoon, thank you for tuning in, to sock 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Don't forget to check out the new live stream, day number two. It's still working, Josh. Who knew? You, you, pay, you pay several hundred dollars to get a new system in place, Josh, and it works better than the free ones. Huh. <laughs> the only thing that has tweaked out on it was 100% my fault because I'm still learning the new system, but... If you go to theburningtruth.us, you can watch the live stream every single day right there from my website. You don't need to go to any other social network. If you want to, you can go to Rumble. It's entirely up to you. Uh, Rumble's got a Roku app. A lot of people watch the show on their smart television if they have Roku. And so I have a lot of people who do that, um, and a lot of people prefer it that way, and that's totally fine. However you prefer to watch the show, watch the show that way, but... Uh, we do have the show up there on my website at theburningtruth.us, and it's not the old Rumble embed. This is the primary stream now. I primarily go to my website, and my website feeds everywhere else. Uh, coming soon, in December, uh, not December, February, good Lord, this month. Sorry, I am way out of it today. Uh, a lot of people were asking me about the second show. The second show is starting, I'm hoping, next week. I'm still working on you know, painting the wall. I got one coat on the wall from yesterday. I don't think I'm going to be able to get to it over the next couple of days because of the weather. We'll see. And when I get that all finished, I'll start bringing my equipment over, get everything set up. I'm hoping next week, if not next week, the second show will start the week after. It will start this month, period, end of story. That's not a, I hope so. It will happen. I now have the ability to do it. Uh, so the second show will start. Yes, the second show is packaged for syndication. Uh, yes, it will be streamed so you will be able to to watch it earlier in the day. So it'll be on between 10 and 12 in the in the uh, early in the day. So early afternoon, late morning. You okay? What Was that? All right. Something fell over there. Just making sure everything was all right. But uh, all of that's coming. New social network on my website is coming, a new store, a whole new website. All new everything is coming and a mobile app where you can watch my live stream in a built app specifically for my videos, not through another company, just specifically my stuff. You'll be able to do that, and I'm hoping, hope, hopefully, some point this year, if not this year, next year, I will have my own television channel on Roku, Amazon, and Google. So you'll be able to watch on your TV whenever you want. On demand, Josh. On demand. More coming up. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in, News Talk 953, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank R and B Car Company locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R and B Car Company are your used car experts. It's like uh, days like oh tomorrow and the day after that make you realize you probably need a at least a four wheel drive vehicle, if not an all wheel drive. Josh, so maybe go to R and Car Company. And get yourself a vehicle that will actually get you through the uh, the weather that we're dealing with here. So if you go to 953MNC.com, we've been giving you slight updates on school closures. But as the day progresses, as I told you, it would probably happen. Pretty much everybody is closing school tomorrow. Probably Thursday, too. But that is not official. So we have a full list of the closures right now at 953MNC.com. I'm going to run through them just real quick for everybody. Uh, and there will be there will be additions to this i have no doubt later on in the evening and then michiana's morning news tomorrow morning uh, will be able to give you the updated list on that also a lot of businesses and uh, you know rehab facilities medical offices have been reaching out to us today to let us know that they're probably going to close but they haven't officially made the word yet so if you're looking at some kind of a medical appointment tomorrow as well you may want to consider contacting them before leaving the house to make sure that that appointment is still on because of that weather. So in college, Bago, Bethany, Christian, Caston, Centerville, Clinton, Christian, Cornerstone, Christian, Montessori, Elkhart schools, Glen Oaks community college, Goshen schools, Holy cross grade school, Holy, Holy family school, Lake area, Christian Lakeland, Marion high school, Middlebury, Mishawaka, Catholic schools, North Miami, Peru, Prairie Heights, Purdue university, Northwest and Westville, Queen of Peace, St. Anthony, St. John the Baptist, Three Rivers, Trinity, Lutheran, Sturgis, uh, Triton, Warsaw, and more are all closed for tomorrow. That list continues to grow. Again, you can get it at 95.3mnc.com, and they will go over the list again tomorrow morning multiple times, I'm sure, on Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, and Michiana's Morning News. All right. Uh, what else do we have here? Let's talk about the fringe minority up in Canada. A. Hey, Hoser. All right, so the fringe minority truckers up there. Did you hear? So yesterday, Josh, I made I made a proclamation. Tinfoily, all right, made a proclamation. Truckers arrive in Ottawa. They say that they're not leaving Ottawa until they get a face-to-face with Justin Trudeau, the uh, blackface uh, prime minister up there in Canada. And after that request is made, Justin Trudeau, air quote, comes down with the COVID. Convenient timing, don't you think? I don't believe that he has COVID. I think he just doesn't want to meet with them. Last night, I don't know if you all saw this, last night Justin Trudeau admitted he had no interest in meeting with the, uh, the, the truckers from the convoy and he said he only meets with protesters that he agrees with like Black Lives Matter. This is a guy who dressed in blackface like a thousand times and wasn't, really apologetic about it until he got called out so yeah but here's the thing he and others have been calling these truckers in canada they still have the border with montana closed do you see that josh you cannot get into montana from Canada right now it's closed the truckers have it closed good for them meanwhile montana is like hey we need root beer it's cold outside so who knows i don't know how things are going so the, uh, the Freedom Convoy 2022 of Canadian truckers currently stationed around the capital, Ottawa, is close to raising $10 million to support its cause. Now, here's the thing. The reason that this is important, okay, they have routinely and repeatedly been called a fringe minority. You had that one reporter out there saying, ah, there's no trucks here. It's a lot of cars, but there's not very many trucks, which of course is a total lie. Anybody who sees this knows it's a lie. But, I, I, you know, he's not even embarrassed, Josh. He's not even embarrassed. This guy still leaves his house. He probably even has the audacity to look his wife in the eyeballs after he, he cracked a lie like that. But they've been calling them the fringe minority. So, here's, here's the thing. If the freedom convoy our fringe minority, is a fringe minority of canadians in there can i ask this one very simple question okay how is it that the freedom convoy has raised more money than the top political parties not candidates parties in canada if they are a fringe minority how is it that they are outraising the main political parties in the entire country of canada wouldn't you say that that is a heck of a fringe minority that can outraise the biggest political parties in the country imagine this imagine if they they called some group i don't know uh, bikers for freedom okay maybe maybe in or gsb pack all right let's just go with gsb imagine if they labeled my future pack gsb pack as a fringe minority, but we raised more money than the Republican or Democratic Party. That's what we're talking about here. This is, it's, it's nuts. The fringe minority who's outraising the main political parties of the country? The GoFundMe page set up by protest supporters clearly shows Tuesday the money pouring into the cause from across the nation. With backers happy to dismiss the sneering attack by Prime Minister Justin Blackface Trudeau who labeled the anti-mandatory vaccination trucker convoy a fringe minority with unacceptable views. Uh, Justin Trudeau has, his rhetoric has been belittling and even violent at times towards anybody who doesn't want to get fully vaccinated. And by the way, the new new sub-variant of Omicron slices right through the, the COVID vaccines, doesn't matter which one it is. And there is data out there That seems to show very early data that seems to show that the new variants of COVID actually target people who are vaccinated, which is why so many vaccinated people are coming down with COVID while unvaccinated people are not. Now, again, early data sets on that. So the independent reports that this amount is higher than the money raised by major federal political players in Canada. During the closing months of 2021, according to public records with uh, Elections Canada, (laughs) Justin Trudeau, the blackface prime minister of Canada, his liberal party only raised three point seven million dollars the last quarter. So. The party of the guy who's in charge raised a little over a third of the money of the freedom truckers and they're the fringe minority interesting Casey doesn't money doesn't equate um you know support you're right there's there's certainly an argument to be made for that if you go and you look at the you go and you look at the uh, the actual donation page of the GoFundMe page you can see you know how much people are donating so you're able to kind of drill down and see if there's people giving large anonymous donations and there are some by the way there's one here an anonymous donor gave 30 grand but the vast majority of these donations as you scan them because this is when you're on a GoFundMe page you can see every donation. The vast majority of them are 10, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. 25 bucks, 10 bucks again, 150, 100, $380. There's like one person who's got that massive donation. There's a $2,000 donation there. There's one person who has a $30,000 donation. We're talking about a bunch of people giving a very small amount of of money, not giving large quantities. There's a few, there's a few who have given $10,000 or more. There's no doubt, but there's a ton of people just given, you know, normal amounts of money that they can spare. That's not a fringe minority. Not by any stretch of the imagination. I hope the Canadians remember this. I really do. I truly hope Canadians remember this because they didn't remember it. They didn't understand how they were being treated the last time he was up for re-election. It wasn't that long ago. I hope that they remember it next time. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Don't forget all of your school closures online, 95.3, mnc.com. They'll go over that list again tomorrow on Michiana's morning news. Well, tell me if this sounds familiar. Somebody runs as a conservative, but it turns out they're not. Man, hit home, didn't I? A lot of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Politicians running as one person, they get into Washington or they get into the state capitol and then they become a completely different person. That's what's happening. Uh, we keep finding these so called Trump supporting conservatives. And, and not everybody who supported Trump is a conservative, okay? Because he certainly didn't have um, broad appeal within the conservative sect of the party. But at the same time, you know, when you're running as a Trump conservative, And then we find out that you're, you know, really a Democrat or at the very least a moderate Republican. You start running into some some serious questions. This keeps happening with with various people. The latest example of this that I have is uh, Morgan Ortagas, a high-level Trump administration official, mulling a run for Congress in Tennessee. Uh, Apparently, Morgan pledged to faithfully serve the Biden administration in a goodbye email uh, sent to State Department colleagues in an email obtained exclusively by the National Pulse. Now, some people are saying that, you know, th- th- that's not exactly what Morgan was trying to say. All right, may- maybe, but there's nothing wrong with taking a look at it, making sure that if, if Morgan Ar- Ortega does run, that you know exactly what you're getting if you're in the Tennessee area. So... Ortegas is a spokesman for the State Department during the Trump administration, received a preemptive complete and total endorsement from her former boss, President Trump, in a move that has stunned the MAGA base. Uh, Filmmaker and grassroots activist Robbie Starbuck has been considered the frontrunner and favorite of Trump's base thus far in Tennessee's 5th Congressional District. So Trump's base has already decided that they like Robbie Starbuck. And because this, this woman worked... With Trump in Washington, D.C., he endorsed her. A lot of people are not very happy about that, considering some of the stuff that's now coming out. I couldn't be happier because she's an absolute warrior for America first, and MAGA claimed former President uh, Donald Trump in a statement uh, for his Save America Pact. Now, some of you have contacted me about Trump's endorsements in our area and have said, ah, he's not endorsing the right candidates. Maybe so. That's entirely possible. You know, sometimes these endorsements are, are um, you know, they're played with a little, little fast and loose, and and you know, it may be uh, one of you know. Some of you were re- very critical of an endorsement uh, across the state lines in Michigan, and uh, I looked at it. I I could see some of the concerns that some people were having, but at the same time, I wasn't really seeing why there was such outrage about it, but. Um, you know, maybe I, I just don't have all of the information. If you want to, you know, give that to me, give me a call on Friday uh, during open lines. I would love to hear those. Um, you know, since I moved across the border, I follow some of the Michigan stuff, uh, but not as closely as I did before. A uh, private email from January 19th of 2021, however, reveals Ortega's to have been plotting a career move, quote, no matter what happened with the election, and praising key obama biden era official ned price her replacement as fantastic now here's the thing there's nothing wrong with saying somebody who's replacing you even if they're you know from the opposite political spectrum there's nothing wrong with saying that they're a good candidate all right this this the other side is bad no matter what stuff really does need to stop There are times where you have to employ that strategy for electoral reasons. I 100% get that. But good people exist on all sides, folks. And you have to accept that. You have to believe that. Because it's true. Just because you disagree with somebody doesn't make them automatically a bad person. So there's nothing wrong with her saying, I like my replacement even though we disagree on issues. I think that they'll do a good job even though I would do things differently or whatever. There's nothing wrong with, with somebody saying that, especially if you're being diplomatic and you're on your way out. You know, you're not doing the, got to keep in mind, a lot of people when they work in D.C., they always want to work in D.C. They never want to leave, so they always want to have those bridges back into the Capitol if they can do it. Uh, so anyway, the uh, the email was titled, How to Say Goodbye. And it was flagged as highly important The email sent one day prior to Biden's inauguration was also sent to all career officials in the State Department's Bureau of Global Public Affairs and a group uh, and a select group of officials in the Office of Public Affairs. And in it, uh, Ortegas divulges that she would be moving on and going back into the Navy Reserves before emphasizing, by the way, good for her, uh, before emphasizing that in doing so, she would be faithfully serving the incoming Biden administration. Now, here's the thing. If you're going back into the United States military, you will have a new commander-in-chief. You've got to faithfully serve that commander-in-chief unless that commander-in-chief gives you an illegal order. That's just, that's how that works. So the phrasing here could could be misinterpreted, okay? Could be misinterpreted, but at the same time, because of, you know, praising Ned Price and some of the other stuff that were in the email, There's a lot of folks who are looking at it and going ah we're not so sure we trust her if she decides to run for congress and part of that is because trump's base is already latched on to starbuck they like starbuck and they don't want this other person to come in now that she has trump's endorsement and that sort of thing so pay attention to this stuff at the same time i wouldn't have an immediate visceral reaction to all of it you have to understand there's still politics involved and people are still demonizing other individuals that they don't want to win particularly when it's coming from uh, from uh, news outlets and stuff like that that might be endorsing other candidates. So take it with a grain of salt until you read through it. But I do think it's important. You can read through this email. I'll put it in the daily show prep today. And if you're in the Tennessee area or know somebody that is, this would be critical information for them to decide if this is the right person to represent them in the 5th the Congressional District of Tennessee. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michigan's News Channel. MNC News Time, 531. Valentine's Day is coming up. Check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. All right, seven minutes. Seven? Seven. Seven minutes. Uh, yeah, I got the questions about the chills that I get in the studio again because some of y'all will be spiritual type people, think there's ghosts walking through my grave and all that. Yeah, so you just found that out? You didn't know that that's what was going on with the, the truckers in Canada? Yeah, so Josh was just like, wait a minute, 14 days? What? Yeah, so the truckers in Canada, part of the reason that they're, well, main reason that they're protesting the vaccine mandate besides, you know, body autonomy is that they can come into the United States and they can deliver their load into the United States. But then if they go back to Canada, it's a 14 day quarantine. If they're not vaccinated. And we, know, we already know this is a hundred percent, right? Bill, Bill O'Reilly. This is a hundred percent fact. Okay. No spin zone. The vaccines do not stop the spread of COVID. They don't slow the spread of COVID. They don't prevent you from getting COVID period. End of story. There's data that shows that they might actually be targeting you if you're vaccinated. So, so, the idea that you have to be vaccinated, aside from being just a, a violation of basic human rights, it's not based in science in any way, shape, or form at all. And they have a 14 day quarantine, which to my knowledge, like nobody in the world is doing. So so, so it's a 14 a 14 day quarantine. I will bet Josh's life savings that Justin Trudeau doesn't quarantine for 14 days now that he's allegedly COVID positive. You see, we ca- we caught Gavin Newsom again partying without a mask this week. Did you see that? The governor of California? How many times does this have to happen to the guy? But here's the thing. He never pays a political price because the liberals in California are like, he's our guy. They still think, and he thinks He can run for president. This guy's been on track to run for president his entire career. And there's a lot of people in California who still think that he has a chance of doing that. So it was over the weekend, Saturday or Sunday, I think, he got caught partying without a mask again. While running around and telling everybody they have to wear a mask. While everybody, everybody now admits a cloth mask don't work. It's just one of the, the most asinine, stupid things. You, if you've ever wondered if the people around you could ever be tricked into joining a cult, figure out who's buying into this nonsense. Because those people would 100% sell all of their stuff, give all of the profits to the cult, and move away to the com- commune, and allow the leader of the cult to sleep with their spouse. Probably their kids. Every single one of these people. That's what cults do. Read up on your cults. The leader of the cult always takes the teenage girls and the wives for themselves. Well, not for themselves, but that's just because God is speaking through them. Josh, God is actually sleeping with them, not not the leader of the cult. It's 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 God. That's usually how that works. Look it up. You'll you'll know what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, anybody who's wearing two masks right now would 100% let a cult leader sleep with their spouse and their kids. 100%. I would I would bet any amount of money on it. Any amount. They're probably the same type of people who would not kill somebody who broke into the house to rape their family. So anyway, the White House, you remember when there was a bunch of hoopla about how Republicans were trying to prevent people who were standing in line uh, to vote from getting water? Remember that lie? It was a total and 100% complete lie. That was not true. Had nothing to do with water. Had to do with giving gifts. You could still get water the White House refused to pass out water to governors who were visiting so that way they would not remove their masks and take sips of the water while in the same room as Biden. But Biden went on national television with his, with his little set and, and got probably the most dangerous shot ever given to uh, a, a world leader, if you will, that you've ever seen. Didn't aspirate the syringe or nothing. They could have killed him. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. Trust me. As somebody who injects himself twice a week, I can tell you the way that they gave him that shot was dangerous, could have killed him. If, of course, they they gave him a shot, and that becomes the big question. Did he really get the vaccine on TV, what have you? Uh, didn't he do the booster on TV too, Josh? He did do the booster on TV. Why is he so afraid of all of these governors then having sips of water? Why does he want them to sit there and dehydrate to death and have... Chapped lips. Doesn't he want them to be able to kiss their spouses or or their their congressional aides or whatever else are, are happening, you know, on their trip to Washington, DC without the family, without them having chapped, hard, disgusting, sharp lips? Doesn't he want them to have soft and supple lips when they, when they cheat on their spouses while they're in DC? I guess not. He's refusing, he is denying what? Some of these governors, Josh, are old. He's denying them what? They could die. Joe Biden tried to kill a good chunk of our governors, ladies and gentlemen. What would happen to the country if that happened? Denying them water. You imagine denying somebody water? You, re- I. The reason I'm making a fuss about this is Joe Biden and Democrats literally pitched a fit for months about this when it wasn't even a real story. So I might as well pitch a fit about it now when it is. Got more coming up. Ninety-five three MNC. Democrats do love to complain about dark money in politics. And, of course, I keep exposing how much dark money Democrats spend in politics. But the uh, the final analysis of 2020 has been done. And after years of yapping and yapping and yapping about dark money in politics, now we have to get dark money out of politics. Democrats spent a lot more money in dark money in the 2020 election than the GOP did. Because, of course, they did. Everything they accuse you of doing, they themselves are doing. And speaking of dark money and politics, George Soros is pouring $125 million into unregulated super PACs for the midterm elections. Huh. You see a pattern? Of course you do. As long as you know where to look. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hey, stay safe with the storms. All of the school closures, that list continues to grow. It's at 953mnc.com. And there's going to be tons more closures as well. So stay tuned to Michiana's Morning News tomorrow morning for all of that. Here's Bill O'Reilly.